Welcome to Can You Say Mama, a podcast by two first-time mamas offering unfiltered opinions on motherhood, relationships, lifestyle, and all the things in between. Hello, welcome back. How are you, Cass? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So everyone would have heard, or if you didn't hear, go listen to my fertility story and IVF journey and getting pregnant. And now you're in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. I am. Time for my story for any of those who are interested, I suppose. But you're going to hear it whether you like it or not. <laughs> it's, here a, we go. it's a good one. It it's, ends, it's a happy ending. Well, they all have happy endings. <laughs> yeah. Well, hope, I hope so. In our case, they do. And we're very grateful for that. Okay, so let's just dive in. And I'd just like to say uh, that if anybody is sensitive to a pregnancy loss that you might want to stop listening, if that is a trigger for you, because I'm going to talk about that. But otherwise, here we go. We started trying to have a baby after quite a while. Um, we We had a family trip planned to Asia with Tyler's family. So I actually went on birth control for a few months because we were wanting to take every precaution possible that I didn't get pregnant during that time just because of the Zika virus um, going around. And I say going around. It's not going around. It is <laughs> what it is. It is. Yes. Yeah. It's not like the flu going around. Anyhow, so we we started with the birth control just to make sure, even though we weren't trying at that point, we wanted to make sure that you know we were being as careful as possible because we know that we, we knew that when we got back, we wanted to start trying. So it does take a couple months to make sure that that virus is not in your system. I believe it's three months for a man and two months for a woman. I think so. I could be wrong. We are not doctors. We're so not doctors. Yeah, this is not a medical podcast. <laughs> do not trust us No, on don't that. trust us, but you do your own research. But I believe that's what it was. Um, so I did go on birth control for a few months. Now, I would like to be clear. I absolutely hate birth control. Birth control is the worst. It is the worst. And I have... I have been on the hormonal pill birth control. I had an IUD for about a year. It was not the hormonal one, but um, it caused a lot of problems with me. I was like bleeding a lot all the time, um, spotting. So eventually Ugh. I just had it taken out. And yeah, I was. Being I, a girl, just birth control alone is just terrible. Oh, and you know, Tyler would always say, like, well, like if I could take it, I would. And like, I mean, I'm sure no, he. Would. I'm sure he would to at that point to avoid having children. But at the I'm same, I'm sure too. Like if they had a male birth control, it would be the time of their lives. <laughs> like they would have some great side effects from it. That's yeah, right. No kidding. So anyway, I I went off this birth control uh, about a month earlier than um, maybe I should have, just because I didn't like the way it was making me feel. It was fine. We were careful, all that. So then, once that time had passed, we decided to start trying. The first month we started trying and we about like, I guess a few weeks later, we had gone um, on a holiday with some friends and turns out during that time I was actually, I got pregnant for so during our first try, which was great. However, the way I found out I was pregnant was when I started bleeding, which oh, no. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it it does just based on, on my schedule because I was kind of tracking it at that point in my cycle. Uh, and I did have a pregnancy test with me. So I took it and it was negative. But then I looked at it again a little bit later and it was positive. Um, 
and yet I was, I was bleeding. So I was like, okay, so this is either like a chemical pregnancy an early miscarriage, whatever it is, that's okay. And I, on our way home from that trip, I called my doctor and she brought me in for blood work. And uh, so I got my blood work done to check my HCG and my HCG was normal and in line for being pregnant. So I went in two days later to check it again because it should double every 48 to 72 hours and it had doubled. So, but I was bleeding. So we're like, okay, you know, let's just keep monitoring it what it was. And I went back again another 72 hours later and it was still going up, but it hadn't quite doubled. Right. Um, so I had my blood taken, I think two to three more times and it was still going up, but it was slowly going up at this point. Yeah. So we did rule that as a, as a miscarriage and we monitored it, uh, just to make sure that, you know, I wouldn't need any intervention or anything because it was, it was an early miscarriage, so it was fine. So that was my first essential miscarriage as the doctor told me it was a miscarriage it was a miscarriage then you know we're keep trying but I wasn't really like fully tracking everything we were just like kind of trying I was kind of tracking kind of not at this point and about eight months later is what it took and I found out that I was pregnant again so at this point see this uh, this feels like like a decade ago so now, it's like a lifetime ago. And I'm trying to remember like all the details. I remember like closer to when I actually got pregnant with Brooklyn much better, but I, I'm trying my best here. So the second time, um, I got pregnant and I started bleeding at almost seven weeks. I, I just assumed that it was another miscarriage. Um, I never went to the hospital or anything like that. I was, I just, called my doctor and you know was like I'm bleeding can I get a test I just I don't know I had this gut feeling based on the first time yeah that this is what it was uh and that I didn't need to go seek treatment because there's nothing they can do at that point do they anyhow. recommend people go to the hospital or is that I, I, th- just I believe, in certain situations I believe so I think if you're in doubt you should go because um, sometimes you're still pregnant and it's a hemorrhage right. oh, okay, or yeah. there are other aspects, which I will get to in my own journey too, but, um, that you could be bleeding and they'll do an ultrasound to let you know. And then sometimes people need a DNC, which is when they go yeah. in and actually remove, remove all the tissue, all the tissue and everything. Uh, luckily for me, I was able to pass it all myself and your know, seven weeks is still pretty early. Yeah. Um, so So the second miscarriage happens. And at this point, right before this miscarriage, see, like, did I not say that I'm going to like forget things because you're going through. So I'm going to take one step back real quick before my second miscarriage. After my first miscarriage, I went and saw a naturopath because I just, I was like, okay, I do not want to be, you know, I don't know why this happened. I felt like I needed to get other things in line in my life, my body. Anyway, I do have like some gut issues, all these things that I wanted to speak with her about. Um, I got put in contact with, uh, a naturopath. She, I am so lucky that she was the one that I got treated by. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, and I, I honestly attribute so much to like having Brooklyn now to her being on my side. She was the most supportive person during all of this. She is somebody who has had a few miscarriages herself, but now has four children. So she had gone through it. And with her, a big thing was that, you know, there is not, um, people don't really advocate 
for women in these situations. They don't advocate for women's health. It's really difficult to be seen and to be taken seriously if you're going through something like this. As you had mentioned prior in your story that, you know, when you saw the doctor, they sent you to a fertility clinic after a year. Uh, What I was told too was that, yes, I couldn't be seen until we had been officially trying for a year or have had three miscarriages. Which also is just wild to me. So I do have another friend who has had multiple miscarriages too. And I just, I can't believe that it takes three for somebody to do something. It is crazy. Now, miscarriages are common. They are. They are very common and it's nothing to be ashamed about. It happens and it could happen for a myriad of reasons. Uh, And it's not your fault. It's just science. It's life. It is, you know, these things happen. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it makes it easier or, and it doesn't mean that there couldn't be something else happening that you should be looking at and getting checked out for. And I do think that there needs to be more support for women in this area. However, we can get to that another time because I feel like that's that's a whole other, whole other thing. Yeah. But at least you found a doctor too that would listen to you and take your concerns and 100%. She she was a godsend for me, honestly. So she was the doctor that I needed uh, because a traditional doctor wouldn't do the things for me that she she did for me. So, of course, through we did all the testing uh, as far as blood work and like to see where all my levels for everything were at, not just pregnancy related, but, you know, you're yeah, just like a general wellness check. Of course. And it all matters, right? It all yeah. comes down to there's so many factors that you don't even think about might matter with pregnancy, but they do. And even going through, you know, like what the lifestyle should be, what things to avoid, what I should be eating, what I should, shouldn't be eating, what I should be drinking, what I shouldn't be drinking. All of these things, they all make a difference. So when I had, when I started bleeding the second time, for I contacted her immediately and I told her uh, what was happening and she immediately sent me for blood work. Now, of course, my naturopaths are now covered by medical, but um, based on my situation, I didn't have um, enough medical to, to cover all of this. But to be honest, I would do it a million times over. It was totally worth it. And I'm, I'm privileged to be in the position that I could have done that. So I saw her and we checked my hcg and then we checked it again two days later and it was doubling and then we did it again and it doubled again so basically it was in the same scenario as last time is that the hcg was still was still going up so my body was still reacting as though it was pregnant however um after a couple times of checking it it started to uh, not rise or go down So then you just have to keep checking and going for blood work to make sure that it goes down all the way. And then once it goes down, we were satisfied that my, you know, my body, um, has basically rid of that pregnancy and doesn't no longer thinks I'm pregnant, but we didn't know why, um, this had happened twice. So after that, we started discussing, what other options, you know, we could throw into other supplements and things like that. We could kind of throw into, um, my diet and my lifestyle to, to help. And that next thing that we discussed was adding progesterone. 
Um, it's very common to be to need the extra support of progesterone in order to help that embryo survive and grow. Yeah, because that's I had to take progesterone too. Yes, so I think in very, IVF you always have to take very that. Right, familiar with that. Exactly. Yeah. You're, so you had injections. I did. Yeah, I had both um, tabs that you just the shove vaginal up your so- vag. Yeah, yeah. And then every three days I had to take a shot. Right. And Sheldon had to do it because it's in your butt. Those ones. Oh, so it's oof. just oh. Yeah, no, thank you. No, it was, they weren't the worst, but I would not recommend. No, but the vaginal suppositories are also not yeah, lovely. Yeah, they're not great. Um, just because they kind of, sorry to you, but they leak out of you all day. You know, like yeah. they say, you know, try and take, do it before bed, but um, I was taking in the morning and evening. Mm-hmm. So basically you want to track your cycle. So as Sasha was talking about with her situation, how she's peeing on the ovulation sticks and whatnot to know when you ovulate, you hit your peak. Generally, when you hit your peak, you'll ovulate within the, the next 24 to 48 hours. I yeah. believe it is. And then you don't want to start taking progesterone um, too, too early. soon because then that can stop you from ovulating but then i think that's right right i think so yeah. and again not doctors. <laughs> no i'm just trying to, re- <laughs> to remember all this stuff um so you have to kind of time it where you feel comfortable and you start taking it but it's also soon enough that it's going to help support the pregnancy if there is one right and if there isn't one um once you get your period you stop taking them so i started taking the progesterone um the next time that we were trying, which was the next month and, um, I got pregnant again. So I was like, okay, perfect. So maybe like, this is all it was. Right. So I'm pregnant and at about eight weeks, I start bleeding again. We were at a friend's house that we were staying up in a sway. at a friend's house in the morning that we were leaving. Um, I noticed that I was bleeding and I just had this like gut wrenching feeling and I was like, okay, it happened again. And at this point, this is the third, the third time in a row that this has happened. And at this point I had, I was pregnant only like the month before. So I had like two, like back to back, like I was lucky to get pregnant again right away. But then I also, um, miscarried and, even though I was taking the progesterone, I suppose, I don't know if it wasn't enough or what the situation was, but, um, again, I, I went to the doctor as soon as I got home, we started doing blood work. And again, my HCG was just rising, um, every couple of days. And then after a few days I was bleeding, but I kept bleeding like a lot and a lot. So they sent me for an ultrasound and when I went to the ultrasound, they could still see that there was like a mass in my uterus, but it was, I suppose, like a, a clot, a blood clot or something of the sort. I, I think that's what they said it was again, foggy de- details at this point. Um, and so my HCG was still rising again because I still had like my body thought I was so pregnant. So now we're going on like, you know, my I started bleeding at eight weeks, but then it's like nine weeks. I'm still dealing with this 10 weeks. I'm still dealing with this 11 weeks. I'm still yeah, dealing like with never this. ending. And I was just going to appointments, appointments, getting all these ultrasounds and making sure. And then eventually they're like, okay, you know, it's probably just going to clear itself out. And it did. Eventually it did. I saw it. Ble- and I was like, you know what? I, I'm like, I can't, I'm, I, I can't do this anymore. There's been three miscarriages. It's just mentally draining as well. And, and nobody knew about it. 
it was just Tyler and I, and that was my choice. Yeah. It's just so isolating. Yes. The only person who knew was my naturopath and she supported me. She would email me, check in on me, all these things. She was absolutely amazing. And I will tell you guys who that is. Um, so you can also go see her for the support. You hopefully need. we'll have her on. I, yeah, she I would can, love, uh, love to give have everyone her some on. advice. Absolutely. She's the best. Um, yeah, it's it's so wild going through those processes just on your own. Like if it's just both of you in it, because I'm sure you're going through it. But Tyler is also going through it. Oh, and it, we'll get there. The boys perspective, too. Of course. But it's so even with IVF and I know it's so different, but it's like everyone is so focused on you and they're also going through it and they're also trying to support you at the same time. Of course. Yeah. And you know, we're at this time, we're running our business. We're working full time. Um, where I'm having to like sneak out for appointments and all these things and to get ultrasounds and all this. And nobody knows what we're going through. And that was by choice. And the reason for me and, you know, Tyler, Tyler, I'm sure would have loved to tell his family or whatever. So we had the support and he wanted me to have the support and he also needed the support, but he was good enough to understand where I was coming from that I really didn't want this to become a burden on anybody else. And I know that that's maybe not the best way to think about it, but I, I also maybe more importantly wanted for when we did get pregnant with a baby that was a ember that was viable, that it would be an exciting thing for everybody, yeah. uh, our f- friends I and family, that. and that they weren't going to be worried when we told them we were pregnant and then we had to tell them we had a loss. And we tell them we're pregnant again and then there's another loss. And then we tell them we're pregnant again and then there's another loss. And yeah. then it's we tell them pregnant again, but this time is the real deal. Right. However, everyone's probably just on pins and needles yeah. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Exactly. And you know, like I was my whole pregnancy, but yeah. and I'm sure you were as oh, well. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's very common for anybody. But I that's why it's really important to me to keep it to ourselves and to kind of go through it. And I'm in that regard, I'm a pretty private person anyhow. I just don't feel like I want to make my burden other people's burdens as well. But And also the unsolicited advice that would come out of that too. Yes. If you told somebody about the first or second miscarriage, then I'm sure they would be like, oh, I did that. I had a miscarriage and, and I did this and it worked the next time. And then all of that kind of just like compiles in your head and just stacks on top of each other and then you'll go crazy a hundred percent yeah it's it's a lot and yeah I didn't I just didn't need feedback I didn't even want to talk about it with people and I have to say I it was hard and it was just physically really like exhausting and and mentally exhausting and you just kind of get sick of dealing with it all after a while so by that time I was like you know what I I I'm done. Like I, I'm not done, done, but I want to take a break and I want to find out what's wrong. So now I'm like, okay, well I've had three miscarriages. I should be able to get in to see somebody about this, um, who could really yeah, that, like me. magical three number <laughs> that, that nobody right. wants to get I, to, 100%. but I know. So I contacted my doctor and I asked her, um, with the, this was the advice of a naturopath because she had gone through this clinic too. Uh, there's a woman's, um, fertility clinic at um, BC Women's Hospital okay. in Vancouver. Yep. And you have to get a referral to go there. And of course, you have to be a candidate. So you have to have had either, you know, three miscarriages or whatever, maybe some other problem um, you could get in sooner. I don't know. But 
I get on the wait list. So they call me there. You're on the wait list. And I was like, okay, great. You know, we're not going to, I'm not going to try. We're not going to do any of that. I just really want to find out what's going on. Cause this is exhausting and it's exhausting for Tyler and I and our relationship and work and everything. It was just became a little bit too much. So for some reason that month we weren't trying, but we weren't not trying like that next month. And I didn't realize that I ovulated when I did. And I had this feeling that I should go talk to my naturopath because I was like, I have a feeling I'm getting pregnant this cycle just based on when we had sex. And when I then saw my peak, I'm like, well, I'm sure all the miscarriages messed with your cycle too. Well, they, they threw them off because like I said, I was bleeding for so long with this, with this last one. And that's why it kind of like my, my cycle, my ovulation happened quicker than I imagined because I guess, you know, the the ovulation process was still happening, even though I had been bleeding. And then when the bleeding stopped, it was like, I ovulated shortly after that. So I, um, I went to my naturopath and I'm like, now I don't know because we weren't trying, but I just like I don't not know. I'm like I feel like I maybe should take progesterone. I think I needed another prescription from her. I was like I think I should take progesterone, but I don't know. Like should I take the same amount? What should we do? So she's like, no, absolutely. Like let's let's do it. Um, take this amount. We up the amount a little bit, and um, it, two weeks later, I suppose. Actually, it probably wasn't even two weeks because she had told me you know, test early because you want to test early so we can get on it early. Yeah, we want get to get on top of everything. We, we want to start taking those blood tests as soon as possible. As soon as you. So I think I started testing at like seven, eight DPO, uh, days past ovulation is what DPO means. And I saw a faint line, but you know, like for me, it's like, well, I have, you know, I've done this three times now yeah. and I would continue. I was also tracking, not just with my blood work these other times, but with, um, line progression so basically you want to see the line on the pregnancy test get darker every day yeah and that also becomes an obsession yeah exactly that's why you get these cheap boxes of tests on amazon because otherwise you'll be go broke if you're going to walmart to buy these like all the digital tests tests and and everything so line progression is another way to kind of monitor it so I was also monitoring these other ones with line progression and that's also how I was kind of tipped off them like maybe this you know is pregnancy isn't viable but this one just you know, kept getting darker, darker for a couple of days. I went and had my blood tested and my number was low, but my HCG number was low. And, but she said, you know what? Sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for it to get going. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to like give up quite yet. I just, I had a weird feeling about this one. I don't know what it is. Some kind of gut feeling that, that maybe this time was the time. I, I don't know why. So a couple of days later I get tested again and she's like, yeah, it's still like it doubled. It's still a little bit lower, but it, it doubled. So that's great. So then I get it tested a few days later and it had gone like way up and she's like, Oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. This is great. So I'm like, okay, we're, I'm cautiously optimistic. Tyler and I are both cautiously optimistic and I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't talk about this pregnancy with Tyler and not just at the beginning, but with maybe even everyone, my family, once we told them everything for a long time as like, if this happens, yeah, if this baby happens, at least it was never, we're having a baby. It's if we have a baby 
And, you know, I, I was finally fully like, okay, and aware of the fact that I'm never going to be one of those people who would just peed on a stick once and was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Yeah, and I then think had I was a baby. saying that. God bless up those until people. I was in labor. I hope everybody has that experience because yeah. that's amazing. Good for you, but that's never going to be me because. Well, just because it's the way it started and the way the way well, when can I, anyone blame you? They're never going to be that that person, and and so I didn't have that kind of experience. But that that's okay. I have learned a lot through this process, and it is everybody has their own way of getting there, right? Um, so, op- uh, cautiously optimistic, and you know, so we go about our life. We're working, and I don't remember exactly how many weeks I was. I want to say I was about eight nine weeks again nobody knows other than my naturopath and uh maybe the person who works at the front office because she had to keep sending me for hcg <laughs> and my referrals quietly I'm pretty sure friends. she knew like yeah. every time something happened but that's okay she's she wasn't allowed to say anything and she was sweet uh, so um i am at work and i go into the bathroom and i'm bleeding and i was like you know, I, and actually it was only Tyler and I in the building at the time. I don't, I, I don't know if it was a day off or why we were there, but we were there and he was working downstairs and I go downstairs and I'm in tears and I was just like, I'm like, it's happening again. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I like, I like, you know, I was just, I was really upset this time because I thought like that maybe like, this is it. I, I just had this guttural feeling that like, that maybe we did it this time. And, you know, this one was meant to be because we weren't really like, you know, I didn't have a heart set on trying. I wanted to figure everything out. And, uh, but I was bleeding. So I went home and I, I was upset and I spent the rest of the day upset. And um, I made an appointment with the uh, OBGYN who I had seen prior for other um, issues before I was pregnant. And he, um, I went to see him and he's like, okay, well let's do a little ultrasound. So, uh, they brought me into this room and, oh no, you know what? I'm sorry. I know exactly. I don't know why I'm saying it was eight or nine weeks at this point. I would have been six weeks. And this is how I remember because I went in and he's like, let's do an ultrasound. It's quite early. We might not be able to see anything. I'm like, okay. So, you know, it's just one of their, one their little machines. Like they weren't sending me at this point for an ultrasound. It was like a over the belly over, over the belly yeah, yeah okay. just those little things so yeah yeah i lay down and and again i'm like still bleeding like i've been bleeding for a couple of days and he goes do you see that and i'm like see what and he's like that flickering right there do you see that and i said like, yeah i see that he's like okay good i'm not crazy he's like but he's like there's no egg he's like there's no sack i don't see anything else i just see this flickering and like okay like I, I don't know i don't know what to tell you Hi, i'm not the doctor yeah so he's like i'm gonna go get a, another doctor so he goes to get another doctor who i actually know um and she comes in and she's super nice and she uh ends up being the one actually that delivered brooklyn but that's another um story and she's like yeah i see that but she's like that's that's really strange like we just see the flicker and she's like, can you see it? And I was like, yeah, I can see it. And he's like, I can see it. And she's like, I can see it. We can all see this little flicker, but we can't see anything else. So they they thought it was very strange that they could see. So what could possibly be a heartbeat, but there was nothing, no, nothing else supporting it. So I believe they thought that it was just something else. Right. 
because they're like, okay, we're going to send you for an ultrasound. We'll try and get you in for a few days, like a proper, proper ultrasound. So I go and I'm sitting in the waiting room and the lady is on the phone and I can hear her making my appointment for me. And she says, hi, yeah, I'd like to book a missed miscarriage ultrasound, please. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm I text Tyler and I was like, well, I guess like, you know, that's it. I'm like, like, this is it. I'm like, it's confusing because they saw this thing, but they're booking me for a missed miscarriage ultrasound. Um, And this would have been kind of COVID times too, right? Like he wouldn't have been able to go with you. He was not able to go with me for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I get the appointment. It's a few days later we go and it was in Langley. And so we drive out to Langley and he's like, he couldn't come in. So he just waited in the car and I go into the appointment and I'm kind of like defeated already. You know, I just think like, is what it is. I'm not expecting good news whatsoever. And I get into the room and the ultrasound tech is like very cold. I hate that. I hate that. Now in their defense, here is the thing. I can't imagine having that job. And first of all, if you, if you think you're doing an ultrasound for something that's negative, yeah. You kind of have to, I think, disassociate, disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't, and they're not allowed to tell you anything anyway, no, generally. Yeah. So they can't show on their face what it is. But she was she was very cold. And I understand that must be a very tough job. So I, I wasn't judging from that perspective at all. Um, I was just like, you know, could have used a friendly face right. <laughs> in that moment. But anyhow, so she's very cold, whatever does her thing does starts the ultrasound and like and i've had so many ultrasounds up to this point with everything else going on it's just like i i knew exactly like how it goes whatever what they do what they say what they whatever uh, for um for miscarriages because i hadn't like progressed pregnancy further than that and i um am laying there and about like 20 seconds into her doing the ultrasound she's like okay go release your bladder which was the best news in the world oh my gosh <laughs> The full bladder <laughs> ultrasounds. <laughs> and then do you have to push that hard on the ultrasound? Oh, oh. I like, know. Like, is this? I know. Why are we doing this? I know. It's insane. But I realized actually that you didn't have to drink as much water as they say you do. Or, okay, me personally yeah. didn't because I think I would always drink way too much, too much. And then they'd be like, wow, you have a lot of, do you want to go release some? And I'm like, well, that's kind of even harder. I have to like, like just kind of pee, but not pee halfway. Yeah. It's like, I, what if I let too much out? And she's like, oh, like, go pee like this much of a cup. And I'm like, what? I don't, like, I'm a baker, so I guess I can figure that out. But I'm um, <laughs> a cup is but carrying measuring yeah, cups right? with um so she's like go release your bladder we're gonna do a a transvaginal ultrasound so i do and i come back and i've had transvaginal ultrasounds before yeah uh not painful at all no this one so painful really she was like okay deep breath deep breath because like i she could probably see it on my face and i have a high pain tolerance i think like it was extremely painful and i was just like this like this is the worst is it like not only am I here, like, because I'm having a miscarriage, but, like, this time it really hurts. And it's, like, hurts emotionally and physically. Yeah. And your husband's not with you. Like- yeah. Yeah. It was on my own. And but for the best, I think, in this moment. And then she goes, and I'm, like, looking the other way because, I, like I said, I was in pain. I was just kind of like, and she goes, here's the heartbeat. And I was like, I'm sorry? 
<laughs> She's like, right here, here's the heartbeat. And her demeanor completely flipped. She became so like nurturing and sweet. It was very interesting yeah. because I and I and I got the impression that, you know, she was just like doing her job and was expecting negative results. And then it was positive and she turned like, it. Oh, she turned it around human. for me, too, and made yeah. it a positive experience. And she's like, here's the, here's the heartbeat. And I was like, what the? And I was like, OK, like kind of in shock i'm like that that's amazing so i'm like so there's a baby there and she's like yeah there's a baby there's the heartbeat and i was like holy like okay so i just laying there and she's like showing me all the little things and i'm just kind of in shock i'm like okay but i'm bleeding like what you know what's going on i know that you can sometimes have a hemorrhage or whatever um but i was like okay i'm like can you print and it looks like nothing like it's like right they're like a little like kidney bean yeah exactly and it's just like this little flashing thing and she's like i can't i'm not gonna um let you hear the heartbeat because up to a certain amount of weeks she says it's really bad for the baby like the uh and she said don't ever let anybody to show you the heartbeat in the first trimester is what she had told me she said because the and, and i don't know how accurate this is but this is what this one particular lady told me uh she said because of the heat or something that trans transmits when they're trying to get that is not good for a baby at that stage. Right. You know? So I was like, okay, it's fine. I don't need to hear it. I see it. Like I didn't, hadn't asked her. She just said it. And I was like, okay, could, do you mind printing this off for my husband so I can show my husband? And like, because we thought, you know, we're, I was having another miscarriage and they know all your info because they asked, you knew that it was my like fourth pregnancy at this point. And she was like, oh, of course. And then she leaves and comes back. She's like, well, I couldn't really get a great picture, but, you know, here you go. And there's these things. And like I said, completely turned her, my the appointment around and herself around. And um, I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but <laughs> the guys are, I don't know, making dinner or something very loudly downstairs. Anyhow. So I go to the car and it's raining and Tyler's waiting. And I'm sure he's expecting like bad news. And I just hop in the car and I was like, you're never going to believe it. And he's like, what? And I show him the picture and he's like, I think he was just as stunned as I was like, kind of like, uh, what? Like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Like what? Like, are you serious? Like what's happening here? And that was the start of our little Brooklyn bear. And following that, I had to find out why I was bleeding. Yeah. Cause you're like, hi, this is great that there's still a baby here. Exactly. But- and I'm like, yeah. So is this baby going to, going to last? I don't know. Right. So I called the doctor again and, um, he actually, I'm sorry. No, he called me. He called me because he was, he called me to say, Hey, your ultrasound look great. There's a baby. The baby looks great. And I was like, yeah, like the, you know, the tech had told me, Um, but I said, but uh, you know, I've, I've still been bleeding. So interesting. I was already on a pretty like high dose of progesterone in the morning and in the evening. He said to me, I just got out of a conference where they have been doing studies that women who have had previous loss should be taking double the recommended amount of progesterone. Oh, interesting. So he's like, so I want you to take four in the evening and four in the morning. Okay. And progesterone is quite expensive. It is. <laughs> it's very expensive. Yeah. And it's but I didn't care. Like, I was just like, okay, sure. Like, that's great. Whatever. I started doing this. Bleeding stopped. Hmm. So. 
What I know. a like a coincidence too that that happened at that moment. Like he had just gotten out of a conference. Absolutely, like all the stars aligned. Absolutely, and not a lot of people knew this. Obviously, this is a new thing. And he, I think he said the research was done in England. Because I then tried to get the prescription from the pharmacy and they wouldn't do it for me. And the oh. pharmacist called me and told me that I can't take this. It's going to kill my baby. Interesting. And I was almost out of progesterone. So I had to figure out a way to get the progesterone I needed and they wouldn't. Yeah. So um, we, I tried calling the doctor. My doctor wasn't in. All this stuff happened. Basically, eventually, I got the other doctor was kind enough to look at my chart and was able to um, prescribe it for me and talk to the pharmacist and say, no, this is what we are recommending that she does. And it's fine. But like, who's a pharmacist to tell me that it's going to kill my baby? Like, like, you're not my doctor. No. And don't say that to a person. Yeah. A pregnant person. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Absolutely not. So, and and I I appreciate, though, that like somebody is like wanting concerned and not wanting me to overdose in something that I shouldn't yeah. be taking but again it was prescribed to yeah, me yeah like how knowledgeable there's another way of been. like of saying you know um you know like this amount of drugs could be Affect harmful your or pregnancy. have you are you, like you have discussed this with your doctor and there is like reason for you to be doing this yeah or like not maybe just get a second opinion yeah have not you just gonna kill this. your baby exactly how Anyhow, traumatizing right I know so then I was on that for 16 weeks and then I had to like taper off. Um, and it did not kill my baby. No, she's super cute. <laughs> she's, she's maybe it just made her extra cute. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so that in short um, is, you know, my my fertility story. What I a suppose. journey. Um, yeah, it was. But you know what? I remember when I was in labor with Brooklyn and I was in triage and the nurse asked me or and about like my um previous history and whatnot and then she says you know I'm really sorry about your the miscarriages and I was like you know what it's totally okay because if I hadn't had those then I wouldn't be here and about to like meet the baby that I'm about to meet and I and I believe wholeheartedly that Brooklyn was was meant for us and yeah. if, if I feel uh, the same way about know? Gray and to like looking at both of our stories and how now we're friends and the girls are friends too I'm like had we gotten pregnant month one yeah that would never be a thing never and it's funny because I remember too when when we found out that you were pregnant I knew that yeah. you had done the transfer but I didn't know anything else yeah. and um I think I, I assume it was three months later that we were in the car driving and Sheldon sends Tyler a video. And yeah, so we watch it yeah. and it was the video of your ultrasound. Of the ultrasound. Yeah. And obviously we know we were pregnant, but you didn't know as we were yeah. pregnant. So like, we were like, Holy shit. That's so exciting. And then we waited till like, a few weeks later, like at Christmas, cause we still had to tell some family, like tell their siblings and right. whatnot. And then we came over and told you guys and it yeah. was just like, but I was so excited when I knew. Um, and then our due dates were a week apart, but I actually think they were the same, I think they were same, the same day, day based on yeah. me tracking my cycle and whatnot. But yeah, we'll get into that. This is a whole other thing. There's time. so much more to talk about, but thank you guys so much for listening. I am sorry if I blabbed on a little bit, um, but no, it was a great story. I'm trying to just remember it all 
And I'm sure much more of it will come up in uh, future episodes because I I think I forgot a bunch of stuff. Oh, just, I'm sure I you know, did there's, too. And there's just so much that goes into all of it and yeah. all the people we meet and appointments and people we talk to and all that. But that is it for today. So thank you so much for being here and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.